Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Darren Dawson, the co-founder and president of BombBomb, a video communication platform. So we're talking short-form video messaging and how it can help your marketing efforts. Thanks for downloading. Emails and Slack and social media posts are all text and images, and we can sometimes feel a little bit disconnected from our customers and the people we work with. So how can we add a bit of a personal touch to our marketing? Now, in this episode, I'm talking to Darren Dawson, who's the co-founder and president of BombBomb, which is a human-centered communication platform. It enables you to send simple personal video messages. Now, we talk about the growth of short-form video, how we can generate more sales and leads, and how we can look and sound our best on video. I learned a lot from that because I don't look good on video. Uh, you can find Darren at bombbomb.com. That's bomb, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B dot com. Also on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. You can check out all the links in the show notes. Can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is totally ad-free. Love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media and subscribe via your favourite podcast app. You can check out more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Darren was with the explosion of short form video messaging, does he think we're craving a little more face to face time? <laughs> I think so. I, absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's both of those things, right? I, I believe and I have since, you know, I think we started this business in 2006, which was a while ago. But yeah, we just believe that um, people are better when they're face to face, right? Yeah. And so now with this remote work and the, the digitalization of work, uh, people, I think, desire that more than ever. And I think you just touched on something else actually too, though, that the other part of it is that um, people are in different places. And so when you might be in the UK and I'm here in the US and Colorado, uh, you, we have different times of day. It's in the afternoon yeah. for you and it's in the morning for me. Yeah. And so uh, this type of short form messaging allows you to send a video, be seen by that person, but on their time frame, right? So you can watch it when you have time to view it and I can send it when I have time to send it, but we still get the idea or feeling that we've seen you. And so yeah. um, that's, that's, I really think those two things combined are why we're seeing such a, a burst in uh, this video messaging. Yeah, because we, we've kind of gone through a stage, I think, in, in sort of like online work as general over the past 10 years, where obviously more of our work is online, or virtually all of our work is online. I don't, I don't, you know, I can't remember the last time I actually picked up the phone and called somebody and spoke to them. Good grief, you don't talk to people anymore. <laughs> um, but, but the one thing that it, that it has been over the last few years is being quite disconnected. We, we've never, like you say, we've never seen the people we've been doing business with ever, really, I suppose. But now we can, can't we? Yeah. I mean, you don't really know people as much, even the people you work with. You yeah. know, we've hired quite a few folks here at BombBomb in 2021. And, uh, you know, I haven't met them all in person, right? But they, they've seen me and I've seen them um, through this. But yeah, it's just a different time. And it's this transition that we're all adjusting to. So, so when does this type of messaging kind of work best? It's not going to replace email, really, is it? No, not replace email. The way I talk about that is I, I believe it helps email. Hmm. It helps email, right? It helps 
um, messaging on LinkedIn. It helps messaging on Messenger in Facebook. It really uh, helps your text messages you might be sending. So we allow you to create and send video messages wherever you're already sending messages. Yeah. Okay, so or Slack, perhaps if you're using Slack as a business um, internally, or, or you know anything that you're using to communicate, we allow you to add video to that, thereby adding your face, your emotion, your human personality to those messages. And we, so, yeah, no, um, email is a great product, great form of messaging, but we want to bring that to life. And, and create more connections through people. Is there, is there kind of a limit on how long a video can be? We don't limit it. I mean, I think the limited technically for us is something like two and a half hours. But right, sure. Yeah. You, you know, you shouldn't yeah. be sending that no. long of a message, right? Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> you want to send a film, you, you can, yeah. right? But you don't really need to. Most messages are under a minute. Right. Um, it's They're concise. But let me tell you, if I typed out a minute of me talking, how long would that email be, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So we're, human beings are just so more, much more communicative face-to-face. We emote with our faces. We emote with our inflection, our tone. All these things are a part of how we communicate. And that's why we believe that video is better in this because, you know, let's face it, black text on a white screen, you're just lacking a ton of that human connection again. And I think that's important. I and mean, we, we don't want to throw that out with all of our remote work. Yeah, it's interesting you say about how many words an email would be. I remember going back when I did the first transcript for a podcast a few years yeah. ago. It, I, it actually surprised me immensely, really, because I think it was about a 25-minute podcast. And I think it was about <laughs> 7,200 words. Crazy, right? Yeah. It's crazy. So, so we limit ourselves in our communication when we type. We just have to. We just... Yeah. It just isn't isn't really, you know, it can't be done. So I, I want to bring this all back. That's what we're about is we, we call it rehumanizing your business. We want to rehumanize, you know, our communication. That's that's kind of our big, hairy, audacious goal here at Bomba. Is this really for the business-to-business crowd and lead generation, that sort of thing, and nurturing leads and creating authority and all that sort of stuff? Or, or can it work for business-to-consumer? Yeah, I like to answer that this way. I really believe this is for you know whomever your customers are. And if it, listen, if you rely on a lifetime value of that customer, and a lot of businesses do, most businesses should. Yeah. So it's not for very transactional businesses though. If you're if you're just trying to get things done as fast as you possibly can and transact, it's probably not ideal. But if 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 lifetime value of your customer is important to you. If a repeat and referral business is core to you. So if you rely on your existing customers to use you again and again and again, and or you rely on those people to refer you over time, this is a part of what you should be doing. And I also think that if your business needs a human being involved to transact whatever it is you're selling, this is the right product for you. Okay. So because this is about delivering a better customer experience to whomever your customer is. So it can be B2B, it could be B2C, but adding video to your program is more about you deciding for yourself that we're going to have the best customer experience. We're going to be better at it than our competitors. And, and because we rely on repeat and referral business, 
that is core to our business. And therefore, a, a lifetime value of the customer is super important to me. If that's you, you really should be considering how you should be implementing video into that this year. Yeah, because I'm I'm kind of thinking in my head that that if you that, that this gives you the opportunity to be quite personal, doesn't it? And actually say something like, "Hi, Tina," or something, and, and, <laughs> exactly. you know, and call yeah. somebody by their name. But that would only really work uh, if you were doing business to business lead generation, um, and you were doing it on an account based system. Really, um, if you were doing business to consumer, it's almost like you just send the same video to lots and lots of people. Would would I be right in saying that? You could do that as well, but let me give you an example, B2C. I mean, let me, I think that your letting agents there in the UK, real estate here in the US, mm. uh, loans, those are all insurance, um, financial advisors. Those are really all B2C, right? But they're very personal in their business nature. You're helping people in their financial um, planning, the, the purchasing of a home. That's a B2C, but it needs to be personalized. That person that uh, you are um, critical to transacting that deal, right? The agent is. And then the consumer, uh, their relationship to the agent is very important. They need to trust them. So wherever trust is involved there, and, and so in all those cases I just gave you, are all B2C, but um, the communication is integral to the success, right? So that personal approach to saying, John... Uh, I got this prepared for you. Please check it over and make sure it's everything that we've discussed. Those types of messages are best done face to face. But when you can't be face to face, send a video. Yeah, it's it's interesting you mentioned authority and trust an awful lot because I think again, if we go back to the, what I mentioned earlier about like being disconnected and the internet being, we never see anybody we do business with. It's more difficult then to get, gain that authority and and to trust people, isn't it? So, uh, do you feel that? When you see somebody on video, it helps with that trust. I do. And I, I just think that more than ever, we lack trust because mm. we're just, look, when, when, I'm, when I'm done with this conversation, I'll go back to my inbox and my email or yeah. wherever, and it will be flooded with people I don't know trying to get my attention, right? Yeah. My phone will be ringing. And if, listen, if you're not in my phone, I don't answer it. Right. I let it go to voicemail. I think most people are like this. And and I just delete emails now. I don't even open them if I don't know who you are. And so we have to build these relationships in a different way than we've been doing. I, I call that digital pollution. We're just getting inundated with this digital pollution constantly. And so we need to find a better way to start communicating and build trust, uh, build uh, uh, a feeling of know, like, and trust, right? Yeah. I still think people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And how do you help the people that you want to work with you feel you? Yeah. I think that's an important part of this. We used to go to their home or we'd go to their office and we'd meet them and shake their hand and we'd have a meeting and they'd feel like they knew you. We need to figure out ways to do that better again. I think that's that, yeah. you know, it's something that's missing. Yeah, I agree with you. That there are a lot of, I remember going back years and years and years ago, talking to a, a sales uh, manager, and he was like a proper old-fashioned sales manager. He had the car <laughs> with a boot of maps, you know, actual paper maps, and he had copies of the phone books, and he went door-to-door around industrial estates and things in the UK just selling stuff, right? And he yes. turned around to me and he said, is it, he said, don't even talk about the product until, you, until they like you. He said, the key thing is to go in through the door and make them like you first. And that, again, is 
all this trust and authority. And I think we've lacked that by not being able to see people, haven't we? Agreed. So do, do folks engage better, do you think? Can we close leads and generate leads faster using these little video messages, do you think? I think the question you have to ask yourself for you is, do you think that um, you can build that relationship better um, over text email or face-to-face? Yeah. And I think most people in sales would say face-to-face. I think the whole point of a lot of the activities we do in sales from calling to emailing and things like that is to get face-to-face. The original premise of BombBomb when we started back in 2006 was that I was a sales rep and I had more customers than I had time. So I needed a way to scale myself and I knew that I was better face-to-face. I knew that I was better in person, but I, I, I couldn't always be in person. Like, right? I couldn't explain my service offering to enough people fast enough. So being able to do this through video allowed me to scale myself face to face. And we set out to find a company that did it and there wasn't one. And so we built it ourselves. Yeah. And now you know, we have about 100,000 users worldwide and doing just that scaling face to face in that sales motion is, is a big part of it. Do you think that this is forcing us to kind of look insta perfect all the time? I hope not. Mm. (laughs) I think people want that. Um, I just want to encourage everyone listening that if you think you need a filter on your face, you don't, you (laughs) just don't. Um, I might, you know, but I get used to it. Listen, my face is better for radio in this format than it (laughs) is in video, but, but people I interact with, I've been married for nearly 17 years. I, like they love me and I love them. And so I, I don't like what social media has done here as far as filtering ourselves and um, helping us think that unless we're perfect, we can't communicate. It's not true. It's a lie. Yeah, um, You can do this. But yeah, I, I think there's a tension there. I think there's a tension about how we sound and how we look. Listen, how you sound. So when you record a video and you play it back, the way you sound isn't how you think you sound. Ever notice sure. that? You, you know this, John, because you yeah. do this podcast, right? So how, how we hear ourselves in our heads yeah. is not how people hear us. And so then when that's played back, your brain doesn't like it, just doesn't like it. And, it, and you know, we all, it, it takes some getting used to hearing yourself in a podcast. It's like movie stars sometimes say they can't watch themselves because yeah. it's both things. We, we never look at ourselves typically. Now we're getting more used to this. We're looking at ourselves more in video. But it used to be, unless I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, I might that be the only time I actually see my face. Yeah. And so this, this is a thing to get over. I don't want to minimize it. It is. So when you start seeing these videos, I always challenge you to send them to people you know and that know you and like you and, and that builds your confidence for this, okay? Because what you'll get and, – and then furthermore, send – just videos of gratitude. This is a great time of the year to do that, by the way. Send gratitude videos to people that you know. Thank them for their business. Thank them for being a client. Uh, thank them for the help they gave you through the year and whatever that might be. It could be personal, it could be professional. Send gratitude videos to people you know and who know you. It helps to build your confidence and get you over this hump because there is a hump to get over. Yeah. You might think, oh, this is going to be great. It is until you hear yourself and see yourself for the first time and you don't like it. 
So you need to push through that. And I found that sending these types of gratitude videos this way really helps you to do that. Do you think we need to look at our environment as well? Because, I mean, we've all been on meetings, online Zoom meetings and things over the past 18 months or so. And I've seen the most elaborate staged movie (laughs) set designs behind somebody. I mean, I'm not kidding you. I've seen people who have actually like gone out there and like bought half of Amazon to put as their background. Right. (laughs) That's right. And it's beautiful. It's like a movie set. And then I've seen other people who just like turn the background off, have it blurred. They don't want anything in the background at all. Yes. Uh, I mean, do we need to look at our environment at all? You do. You do. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty big on this. Look, I'm a, I think about this way, and I challenge our team to, to think about this way. And this, this goes for any type of video environment, not just sending these video messages like we're talking about. But if you're going to be on camera, I think that you need to take care of the background a bit. Now, you don't have to have a professional background. You don't have to have a green screen. But what you do need is to think about it in a way that, well, if you were going to their office, how would you dress? Yeah. Right? If, you, if you're dressed differently than you would be if you're walking into the office of someone, you, you, maybe you need to think about how you're dressed at home. Okay, so working from home doesn't mean that we need to be in our pajamas all day, correct? Sure. Right. Sure. You, you still need to be ready. So if you're gonna be on camera, I would just challenge you to dress as if you were walking into their office, shaking their hand and having that meeting. And your background, just make it presentable. If, even if it's your bedroom, just make your bed. This is very much, <laughs> Things maybe your mother or father might be saying to you when yeah. you're 15 years old, right? Like yeah. these are just the simple things, but I, I see it a lot where we've adjust, we've just gone full blown to this remote environment and, and we see people that just craziness behind them. So, you know, check what's behind there and just make sure it, it's decent. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it should be decent. And you should be dressed as if you were going into their office. Yeah, I, I heard from somebody... It was like a few months into like the first lockdown, I think, when everybody was at home and they'd they'd moved a couple of bookshelves behind their their desk. So it was behind them. And uh, and they were actually buying books off Amazon that they would never read in a million years, but they thought would reflect well upon them if they were in this bookshelf. We don't need to go to that sort of lens, do we? No, I think that's interesting. <laughs> I, I, I see this a lot, like the bookshelf. Right. The yeah. stage bookshelf has become the very popular uh, thing to have behind you. I get it. I think that's great. It's, just, it's I don't know if you remember this, but when I was a kid uh, and you got your picture taken as a family, you could choose your background. Do you remember this? And, yeah. and, uh, and one of them was the, the entire Encyclopedia Britannica set. Yeah. yeah. You could have your picture like you're in some library somewhere. It's, so I think that's coming back in a way. Yeah, I can see people sort of like trying to remove all the Mills and Boone romance books out of the back of, out of their bookshelf because it, it's not good enough. Talking about kind of backgrounds, um, should we watch what's in the background? Do you think in case there, there's something which might be a little bit embarrassing? I mean, I don't. I've heard some people kind of like really go to the nth degree and they move, remove all their family photographs. They might remove trophies that might have a description of something which somebody could identify them by or something. like. Do, do we need to go to that degree? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Elaborate on that some more. Help me out there. Yeah, it was kind of like because there's a few online search engine type things. So, for example, if there was a photograph of you stood outside your house. For example, you can actually throw the photograph into Google if you if you can get a screenshot of it, right? And Google yes. can try and tell you where that place is. 
Yes. So you could then try and find out where someone is. Do you think that's a little bit paranoid or do you think we ought to be a little bit careful nowadays with that sort of thing? I do. No, I do think we should be careful with that. So uh, you're right. And the screen sharing, because we allow that as well as screen mm-hmm. sharing. So whatever's on your screen, um, we that that's a very interesting uh, concept I had not considered, honestly, that yeah. that some nefarious actor could say, oh, OK, then I can figure out where this is. Right. Yeah, that's a good point, though. I, we need to be in general just more careful with data and what we're talking yeah. about and saying. One of the things that we do is we transcribe everything that the video has so we can show the transcription but then also you know and a lot of our customers are financial service providers and so they have a lot of security around their data and so we allow that information to be stored it can be you know searched and for keywords that might not be uh, safe to be sending out and so you can lock it down that way so security is a big topic for us around the video but correct if you sent something to someone I mean, and and, th- and that person could uh, figure that out in some way. It could be yeah. harmful. You need to think about, in, in all things today, what we're saying on social media, what we're typing in emails, what we're saying in yeah. videos, the kind of thing across the board, it, it's, a, it's a level up. Um, so how do we become more comfortable filming ourselves? Because I, I'm like you, I don't like video at all i'm not a fan i've got a face for radio uh i i kind of like i put a camera on i sound like i'm reading a script even though i mean i worked for 17 years in radio and and you could give me a script and i wouldn't sound like i'm reading a script but you put a camera on me and i sound like i'm reading a script it's just weird it's really weird i'm not comfortable at all and i know a lot of people are not comfortable um filming themselves basically especially for work-based stuff correct Um, how do we get over this yeah, a couple of things. Again, I'll just go back to what I what I mentioned before, but you need to build your confidence in that. And it's like anything else. When we, I started out in sales, it was it was the phone. I, I wasn't yeah, confident yeah. about how I was leaving voicemails or how I was on the phone with people when they picked up. Right, I was trying to sell yeah. something. That's very hard to do. It's very much like that. You must practice it and kind of build that confidence for yourself. So once you start to have reactions to these videos, it will build your confidence. And that's why I recommend sending these first, maybe the first 10 to 50 videos. And and it's very easy to do, okay? So you can throw out 10 videos in an email context or even text in about 10 minutes and um, send these messages to people you know and that know you and that you have a relationship with already and thank them, you know, use gratitude, thank them for their business Thank them for whatever they might be contributing in your life. I think this is a this is a quality we need to adhere to anyway, this gratitude concept, right? So send the gratitude videos to people. Now, what will happen is they'll respond to you. And they will love having gotten the video from you. And they will say, thank you so much. That meant the world to me. Thank you for saying, right? And then you get to feel that as well. These are feelings. These are human feelings. And we, when we get gratitude and we have endorphins that are released in our brains and when we receive it, we get the same thing. And then you will be addicted to that, right? Yeah. So we get addicted to how we're perceived and how people perceive us in the form of um, gratitude that, that releases things in our brains that tell people, tell our brains that people like us and that was a good feeling and we liked it and we want more of that, okay? So that that's my, that's my advice to you. That, to begin doing it there. I suppose you could send stuff to friends and relatives first, couldn't you? Just just test That's it. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, just start with yeah. friends and relatives. So leave the business piece out of it. But again, your customers, if you tell, if you just send them a simple video saying, thank you for your business this year. Yeah. I really appreciate in the past year, really appreciate you as a customer. That's all it needs to be. Doesn't you have to have any, you know, the other point here is send a video that's, that's for them, not for you. So always yeah. ask yourself, is this about me or is this about them? Whenever you can make any type of communication about them, you're going to win in this gratitude environment, right? So you're going to win the gratitude angle there. So it shouldn't always be about, I want a meeting with you. I want to sell you something. I yeah. want your time. You got to build up in anything. And if you weren't sending video, we, we should be doing this. We should be sending messages that have value to the recipient, right? So if it has value to the recipient, and you use video to deliver that value to the recipient, the response you get will spur you on to, to getting your confidence built up in sending these messages. Fascinating. I could chat for ages about this because it is, <laughs> it is, it's a, it's something which is becoming much more popular and I think is going to become a lot more popular, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I've started yep. having a few of these videos come through, uh, but I've only tended to have like an email. I haven't yep. had stuff through Slack and LinkedIn and all these sorts of places yet, but I can see the, the benefits of that a lot. They're huge, aren't they? Yeah, for me, I do it in a few ways. I, I, I send a lot of videos through Slack, through folks that work mm. here. We're all remote, right? And so they get to see me and we interact that way. So through Slack, um, but also I send a, a message to everyone who works here uh, every Friday talking about what's going on in the business, what's coming up in the business, holiday events, things that we're doing uh, to keep everyone informed. So, you know, if you're running a distributed workforce, one of the things you're really probably focused on right now is retention of the retention of these people. And how do I effectively communicate to them? How do they see me, know me and understand where I'm coming from? That's important to me. So if I can't be in face to face and all hands meetings and things like that, I send communications either directly to individuals or the entire business. So they feel me, they know the sincerity, they, th those are important things when you're leading, right? Yeah. I think that this intercommunication is another angle. We've talked a lot about external, but within your business, how are you communicating with your, your distributed uh, employees? How are the people that work for you, your leaders? How are you building those relationships? This is another great way to do that. So yeah. you know, if you wanna be heard and you wanna be understood, I mean, have you ever had, John, you got an email, has that email ever been misunderstood? Oh, Did yeah. you get the, the wrong impression from it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? It's why emojis were invented, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> right. And that's because we are human beings and yeah. the way I'm using tone right now is registering with your brain, right? Yeah. Like you, yeah. you're getting communication from that. And so when we send these videos to people we work with, and a lot of times I'll get them from our, you know, our product teams. It's a screen share. They're walking me through things that we're trying to do in the product and talking about that. But it, those things all matter in that communication. So if you don't want to be misunderstood as a leader or you want to make sure impact is felt, send a video to your yeah. team members and people that you're working with. Yeah, fantastic. And um, Darren, where can we find you? Uh, where is BombBomb? Bomb? I love the name, by the way. Great name, BombBomb. Thank bomb. you very much. Um, where, where, where can we find it? Where's your website? And easy to find. The website is BombBomb.com, B-O-M-B-B-O-M-B.com. And my, uh, I'm easy to find on LinkedIn, actually. Just uh, LinkedIn, you know, Darren Dawson, D-A-R-I-N-D-A-W-S-O-N. You can find me there. Uh, I, and so I respond to everyone. As long as you send me a, you know, don't send me a generic connect. 
I don't, no. I don't do that. So send you a video. Send you a video. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a video. <laughs> Just um, be human, right? Say, hey, heard you on this uh, podcast. It was awesome, and I would love to connect. You got it. No problem. So. Yeah, just don't just because I get so you, we all get this. Just again, this pollution of everybody yeah. just connecting. We're like, yeah. why? Why are we connecting? Right. So yeah. think about that. We just try and be personal in that connection. Yeah. Fantastic. Darren. Thanks ever so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, John, for having me. It's been great. Thanks again to Darren for his time. Don't forget to check out all the links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.